welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Welcome back to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's your host, Amanda Guarneri. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have another wonderful interview to feature for you. I just spoke with Dr. Sandra Pagenta, who is the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. If you're not familiar with that podcast, I definitely recommend that you go take a listen. I was very um, honored to be on her show a few months ago. So I, of course, wanted to turn the tables and interview her. But a little bit about Sandra. She is uh, a DNP, a doctorally prepared adult a nurse practitioner and the host of Dr. Nurse Podcast. Now, this podcast features both RNs and NPs who are using their degrees and certifications with a business and freedom mindset. And you'll you'll definitely hear throughout this interview how Sandra really just wants all nurses and all NPs to just have this, not just financial freedom, but just this this freedom to design your your own life, whatever that looks like to you. And the way she spreads her message is just so beautiful. And her mission verbatim, this is what you know, she wrote to me in her bio, but her mission is to uplift, empower, and advocate for RNs and NPs to be intentional with their life choices so they can enjoy the journey of their careers and life. That's just so beautifully stated, a lot better than I could. <laughs> uh, clinically, uh, Sandra works as a urology nurse practitioner. She's also a mom. And in this interview, we cover all sorts of things, her journey into nursing, her experience with a medication error, her experience being let go from a job, her experience becoming a mom and what that meant for her clinical career, and also the inception and birth of the Dr. Nurse podcast. So I hope you enjoy this wonderful episode with my friend, Dr. Sandra Pagenta. Dr. Sandra Pagenta, welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. Hi, thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. This is a total blast. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to turn the tables. I was on your show a few months ago and I'm excited to chat with you, put you in the hot seat. You're usually the one interviewing, so it's fun to switch it up a little bit. A hundred percent. So um before we get into my questions for you, I'd love for you to introduce yourself in your own words. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name, as you said, is Sandra Pagenta uh, or Dr. Sandra Pagenta. I am a nurse practitioner in urology. I have about six years of experience in that area. Um, And then I am 
am the host uh, of the Dr. Nurse podcast, which is my passion project, my baby. And it is uh, kind of one of the things about my career that I've really been able to enjoy um, building for myself. So yes, podcast host, uh, nurse practitioner, and then my most important roles are uh, being the mom to Benjamin and the wife to my sweet husband. And that's kind of me in a nutshell is mama, uh, wife, and part-time nurse practitioner podcast host by night. We are wearing similar hats that we are, (laughs) that we're changing all of the time, right? (laughs) Exactly. So um, I'd love for you to break down your nursing journey a little bit. You said you're an NP working in urology. I always think it's fun to kind of have you tell your origin story from a nursing perspective. So take me back to like when you became an RN and kind of how your path unfolded from there. Yeah. So I finished my bachelor's degree in 2008 from the University of Florida, Go Gators. And I went in and just started working as a med surge nurse. And I kind of bought that line that we all buy that you've got to do med surge coming out because you just get so much experience. And that's the place that you're really going to, you know, get your training wheels off as a baby nurse and be able to fly as, as a, you know, a grown, grown up nurse. So I did that uh, for about three years in oncology. And then I could tell within the first six months. <laughs> being a nurse that uh, I needed to immediately go back to school because it just, the work was really, really tough. And I knew that long-term wise, it was going to be difficult to keep up with that. So I had some issues at my first job as well as a, as a brand new nurse. And so it just became apparent that it was time to do something more. So I decided to go back uh, within that first year and I started my master's degree. I finished my master's degree from the University of Florida as, as well. So triple, I'm a triple Gator alum. And I finished that in 2012 and then immediately started working as a nurse practitioner. One of the things I think is pertinent to talk about when I was a nurse, and a lot of people don't like to talk about this because it's uncomfortable and it might put them in a bad light, but I always talk about it as I made a medication error. Um, and that was something that was really hard as a, you know, a newer nurse to kind of experience at my first job. So definitely was glad to get into the nurse practitioner role after experiencing a med error and then all the fallout from that and just kind of realizing that personally, I had to learn that it was a, it was a systems failure more so than a personal failure. Mm -hmm. So for a nurse that's listening today, that's like, Oh gosh, I made a medication error. That's it. That's it. My life's over. Your life's not over. It's okay. You've just got to realize, you know, you got to just create better systems to protect people because people are people. So that's kind of one takeaway that I took from my, my RN practice when I was working as a nurse. And then um, secondly, when I went and decided to get my nurse practitioner degree and got a job, I started working as a gastroenterology nurse practitioner. I took the first job out of the gate, was just happy to have a job and started working that job. Enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed the people that I worked with and I was having, you know, a great, fabulous time. And But this calling to finish my doctoral degree is what ended up kind of drawing me back. Uh, And I finished my doctoral degree in 2016 from the University of Florida. And actually, again, kind of interestingly, at the end of that part of my career, um, working without my doctoral degree, I was fired from my job. So again, for the nurse that's like, wait, this poor nurse, she's been, she's had a medication error. She's been fired. That's right. I'm still alive. You're going to be okay. (laughs) So I got uh, fired from my job for budget issues. I did not know this, but I was still functioning in the mindset of the nurse. I'm a part of the room, right? You, I don't have to worry about generating my own income, but when you 
work as a nurse practitioner, you've got to shift again, right? You have to shift your mindset into, oh, I am now an income generating you know, provider. So you need to be paying attention to what you're bringing in because again, at the end of this time, working at this job for about three years, I um, was fired. I was let go because of budget issues. They didn't have any money for me in the budget. My boss pulled me into the office with tears in his eyes. It was just like, I'm so sorry, but we just don't have the money for another nurse practitioner. We're going to have to let you go. So it was definitely, again, another learning opportunity, another moment to kind of see like, what is it that I'm able to do with my degrees? And I have the job that I've had now for six and a half years that I've enjoyed working as a urology nurse practitioner. Um, and that brings us up to speed. So yeah, working as a urology nurse practitioner, I've been able to do procedures. Um, I've been able to work in the clinic. I've been able to work bedside in the operating room. So interestingly enough, when I originally became a nurse, I wanted to work in the operating room, but because I was only a you know, I was a baby nurse, they told me I, I couldn't because I was inexperienced. Even though I was offered the job, they just told me you probably shouldn't take that one because you just don't have enough experience. You're going to get more in the med surge. But I ended up making my way back at back into the OR at the end of my career, which was kind of a full circle Oprah moment and just being able to really do what I enjoy. So yeah, that's where I am now. And then, like I said, with with working at this job and really getting to, to work at, a, at the top of my scope of practice, which was really cool getting to do bedside procedures, I decided with the birth of my son to go part-time. And so I worked that job two days a week and yeah, decided to start building something for myself in the meantime, which I know we'll get into more later. But yeah, that's kind of where I am, my nursing career journey in a nutshell. Awesome. (laughs) I love it. So many things I didn't know about you. Thank you for sharing. Like not a lot of people would be, you know, comfortable sharing things like medication errors, getting laid off, but those are all realities for a lot of people. And I think that if we don't talk about them, then you know, we're just going to pretend that it doesn't happen. And then when it does happen to someone, they're going to feel all alone. So thank you for, thank you for sharing that for sure. I want to touch on, you mentioned that you went part-time with the birth of your son. When was that? So that's actually really interesting. I, so I had him, you go through your pregnancy work. I think you and I have a similar experience. Mm -hmm. We work through our pregnancies. And when I was a maternity leave. Um, we had a had a pretty traumatic birth experience with my son. And then when it was time to come back to work, I was like shell-shocked. I feel like that's the only way I can describe mm-hmm. it. It's just kind of this yeah. like, wait, I'm supposed to do what? Like I'm supposed to go care for other people. I I want to care for him. Like that's what I want to do. And so I knew that going back full time was going to be hard, especially because I said, well, who cares for him if I don't? <laughs> there's no, there's no way to double me, you know, like I can just say that hey, you go over there, I'm gonna stay over here. Like we can't. So I asked to go back part-time. I said, can I come back part-time? And they said, no, you have to come back full time or we don't want you back. So I said, okay, wow. Um, I hadn't prepared myself to leave. I hadn't prepared myself financially. And so I knew that I had to go back to work. So I begged my mom, my mom's so sweet. She volunteered to take my son on the days that I, on the days that I went to work, she would watch him. And that was the only way I could physically get myself back. Right. I could, I was just having a hard time. So uh, I went back to work full time and there was a gnawing at my heart. I just said, this is not feel right. Like I can't keep doing this. I'm working 10 hour days at the time. So I was up before he was up. I was 
coming home right when he was going to bed, I wasn't seeing him. And at about the two month mark said enough is enough. I'm going to either quit my job or I'm going to ask for part-time and see if they'll honor it now. And ironically enough, the boss had changed and it was a different boss. He was a new dad. And when I walked in the room and was like, I'm, I'm out or I get part-time, he was like, okay, part-time, I'll give it to you. (laughs) And so I think he knew he was just as sleep deprived as I was. He understood, you know, this doesn't work. I'm full-time breastfeeding. I'm working. I'm, you know, everything. It's just not attainable to keep this pace up. It was just wearing me out. And I saw that it was not going to be something I was going to be able to continue doing. So yeah, I decided that at that very stage that I was going to go part-time and and it's, it's been a journey. Um, it's definitely been ups and downs with part-time, but it has been a better, much better work-life balance. I feel present when I'm with my son, whereas before I did not, I was just going through the motions of yeah. parenting. Can you elaborate more about specifically like what your week looks like now that, you know, you've been in this part-time role, kind of like walk me through what days you go to work and, you know, what things look like for your son on those days and what are you doing on your days off? I'd love to hear more about that if you're willing to share. Yeah, of course. Um, so I worked two 10 hour days, which was pretty incredible for him to kind of go, okay, condensed schedule. Um, so I, yeah, I work Thursday, Fridays from six in the morning until four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. So they're long days still. I'm up pretty early and then I'm there all day until I get home around 5 30, 6 o'clock. So it's a pretty long day. However, my husband was able to rearrange his schedule at work. So he actually has off Thursdays. And then on Fridays we have care in the afternoons just for my when my husband needs a little bit of coverage. So we were able to kind of finagle both of our schedules to kind of cover and overlap one another. And then my mom will pick him up for a crazy day on Friday. Like it's grandma afternoon. And so he gets (laughs) to go and, and hang out with the grams, but then the other days I'm on. Right. So, you know, I, I I say that part-time nurse practitioners that we, we work full-time jobs because if you're a mother, you work a full-time job and then you work your second job, which is, you know, the part-time position that I have. Um, And then the other days I'm full-time mommy. So I, I, I just take care of my son. I make sure that we get activities in. I make sure that I create memories, right. Because those are the things that I'm trying to hold on to are are the memories that I think when you look back on your life, you think, man, that was that was the meat and the potatoes of life or the things that I was doing with my son and the time that I spent with him. So I make sure to to chock full the week with that. But as I was noticing in the beginning times when he would take these long stretches and these long naps, I was like, okay, everything's quiet. And then that quiet space, (laughs) things begin to come up. And little whispers and little moments of my soul just being like, okay, so what are we doing with this time? What are you, can you be building something? Because that's, that's the problem is that you have to go back to this institution because you haven't spent this time. So that little quiet whisper started to come up in the beginning years of taking care of him on my off days. And so of course, in in true fashion, I, uh, I answered those calls. I answered those questions. Like, wait, but I have a doctoral degree. Why don't I have any options? Why don't I, why am I being told because I'm part-time, I'm never going to be given more opportunities at work. Is that okay? Are you okay with that? I just had to be, I just had to wrestle with my soul in these quiet moments at home with him. So I just found that um, to be kind of the birth of the podcast, the birth of what ended up being, you know, a, a creation of relationships with other nurses 
which has been pretty incredible. But I think the take home is by creating that space and creating that schedule with Benjamin, I was able to create space for myself, even though I thought I was just, oh, I'm creating space for him to take care of him. But what I was able to do was to create space for me to hear from what was inside of me for two to three hours a day when he would take a nap and I could just sit alone and go like, hey, how are we? I could check in with myself. <laughs> Before I was just running and could never yeah. do. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I one hundred percent relate to that, and and I, I kind of tell a similar story. When there's a talk that I give occasionally about you know how to love your career without burning out, and you know I tell my personal story about how when I went part time, I finally had space, right? And it and it was in that space that I could like listen to myself again and do things you know for enjoyment, and and prior to that working full-time, being a parent, it was just like constant, like my brain was just constantly full. It was constant chatter. And that chatter was never anything about, hey, how are we, (laughs) you know? And it's, you know, so validating to hear you have a similar experience because I mean, frankly, the majority of NPs that I know haven't had this opportunity to work part-time, you know, for whatever reason. And so sometimes when I, when I tell that story, I'm like, do you, is this landing? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because if you haven't experienced it, like it can really seem a bit foreign. So yeah, it's really validating for me to hear you say that because that's when I started to, you know, figure out who I was and what I wanted to do with not just my career, but my whole entire life. And that's, you know, when those whispers for me started too about, you know, going down the business route and something that you said that I I wrote down because I thought it was so powerful and that I've never really considered is you said, you know, that because you're part-time, you'll never be given more opportunities at work. And I never really thought about it like that, but I think you're right. You know, for those of us who make this choice to not be a full-time working person, you know, there's so much opportunity cost and so much that we're giving up in terms of career success because those types of opportunities aren't given to people who are only there half the time. Yes, 100%. I was actually told that verbatim. So once you hear it out loud from someone, you're just like, whoa. And you have to go home and again, wrestle with that, you know? And it was it was bold and it was probably not very appropriate, but it was what it was. And so I gave me the chance to sit and go, so what does that mean for your career? Like that just means that because I'm prioritizing this, now I will lose this. But is that true? Is that Mm. true, Amanda? And that's the wrestling that I had to do for myself. And Thank you for sharing about that. Because again, I think that's why we have connected so much. You and I is because we're both like, I see you. I see you too. (laughs) And I feel like as you were describing where you were, it's like that game whack-a-mole. Do you remember that game as a kid where you would take it and you just like whack those little like like mole rats, you know, <laughs> like that's how it feels when you yeah. come back. Like you don't have time to like even check in with yourself. You're just, you're just whacking rats. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you're it's, just keeping afloat. It's so true. And, and to be honest, sometimes I feel that way now. And, you know, right now my life personally looks like, you know, I work for myself and my business three days a week, which is now 
turning into two days a week because one day a week I'm going back into the clinic as we just talked about a little bit before we hit record. And those other days, you know, I'm full-time mom for the three-year-old who's still home. And granted, my older two are in school, but there's still so much coordination and responsibility that falls into my domain because I'm the flexible schedule parent, right? Like all the school activities, all the drop-offs and pickups, you know, because I don't work for somebody else and I'm not, you know, beholden to somebody else's schedule, you know, that falls to me. And and part of that is by design, right? I I wanted it that way, but it's still can feel that I'm torn in a million different directions all the time. Um, and so I have to be really intentional about creating the space and then actually doing something good in that space to check in with myself as opposed to, you know, disconnecting or dissociating. Yeah. You know, it's so funny now that I'm in this seat, I still want to ask you more questions. And so I'm like, okay, but wait, Amanda, tell me how <laughs> so I to like pull myself back. I'm like, no, this is not the space for that. <laughs> yeah, like That is so the struggle, right? And, and now in a different way, as I'm creating podcasts and doing other things to help monetize, you know, what I'm doing, I do find that I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm constantly like, okay, I got to do that. And I got to, and it doesn't turn off, you know, the work, the work is not the part that turns off. It really doesn't. You end up, you know, filling it with your business. If that's what you decide to do on your off time. I also don't think it's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with just being a part-time nurse practitioner and being a mom. Like you don't have to answer the call of creating something for yourself just because, you know, you're doing these things because that, that work is sufficient in and of itself. I don't want to put that in like a light of like, well, if you're sitting at home, you need to be doing something. It's like, no, if you want to do that. Totally agree. Um, Totally agree. So yeah, that might be what your call, your, your heart says to you. Like, okay, the calling is like, you just need to sit for a while. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So just chill. Like, that's good. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think it's important that, you know, we honor and validate anyone's choice in terms of what they decide to do professionally. For some people, that means being a stay-at-home parent for a bit of time and stepping away from work completely. And for some, it might be, you know, part-time, whatever. And and for full-time, like more power to the people who are able to be full-time working parents because, you know, I wasn't cut out for it. <laughs> yes. Same. Same <laughs> By far, one of the most common questions I get is about nurse practitioner salary. What's typical? What's fair? What can I expect? There are so many variables, and while there are some reports that come out annually or every other year, I always wish there was a better way. So I created something, introducing the free NP salary report. This is a database of real NP salaries from around the country that you can search and filter based on what you want to know. Now, keep in mind, this is a crowdsourced guide. So the more it gets shared, the better it gets. So I hope you will love it. I hope you will share it. Please check it out. Again, it's totally free at theresumerx.com slash salary. Again, that's theresumerx.com slash salary. Even if you're in a position, you're not necessarily curious about what other people are making. I would really appreciate it if you would head to theresumerx.com slash salary and at least submit your information anonymously. That's what generates the information in the salary report is people submitting their salaries and also viewing 
the database. So I'm excited about this. It's a new project and I really hope that you will love it. Again, you can find it at theresumerx.com slash salary. So I want to talk more about the Dr. Nurse podcast and kind of your foray into entrepreneurship, working for yourself. Like how have things gone so far? Like what, what are we doing these days? Yeah. So man, I, I've been able to, I think the biggest thing I've been able to glean from my time on the podcast has been relationships and hearing the stories of other nurses that also went through this what am I doing with my life? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? And that's kind of the podcast, like soul of the podcast is just, Hey, listen, nurse, like you can be good at a lot of things away from the bedside. You don't have to work at the bedside if you don't want to. So that's kind of the birth of the podcast and kind of what I've been trying to showcase is just different ideas and things that people have thought about because I want people to know what the left hand, I want the right hand to know what the left hand is doing. And a lot of nurse practitioner jobs are hidden. You don't know that there are actual jobs that you can do. Yeah. So I've just gone out and finding these people. I'm like, what are you doing? That's crazy. Get on my podcast. Tell people that. <laughs> you know, like that's what I'm trying to build. So that in itself is a lot of work, just having those conversations, finding those people, and then also finding sponsorships for the podcast. So that's kind of what I've been working on. The majority of my time is getting people to just go like, yeah, this is really valuable content. Let me support you as you put this time and energy and money into the podcast. And so, I mean, you don't really want to talk about that. Like, oh no, it's free. It's not free. Like this is, it takes a lot of work and time to build a podcast, which I love doing, but it's also nice to know that the podcast is helping to sustain itself. Yeah. And so that's been kind of the goal of what I've been doing currently. And then creating relationships with other players in this space to create content. And so, yeah, I have some things coming down the pipeline with different relationships from my network that I've been able to build as I've been working my podcast. And so one of the things I always like to talk about is that I believe that all work is fruitful all work is is something that ends up bringing a profit. And so for the nurse, that's like, wait a minute, but like, if I start something now, like it's not going to bring me in anything. Well, you don't plant a seed and expect to have fruit the next day, right? Like there's a time frame that things grow. You don't get pregnant and then expect to have the baby the next day. You're like, no, it's going to take nine months. Like <laughs> I've got to give it its time. And so that's the thing that I you know, first was when I was building the podcast, I just thought like, okay, all toil is fruitful. And there's scripture that talks about that. And I just relied on that scripture and just believed on that scripture and Proverbs. And I was like, okay, that's okay. I just got to keep working. I got to keep working. And then all of a sudden things started happening and it didn't happen the next day. It took a year, a year and a half, and it took time. And that was when the baby was born, right? Like (laughs) that little bit of time to get there. And so you've got to trust that. But if you never plant the seed, that's one of the things I want nurses to hear as well. If you never plant the seed, the baby will never come, the the fruit will never come. And so you've just got to, you've got to do the work. So yeah, so that's kind of where I've been kind of working in this space. And then I'm actually launching my Etsy shop uh, with a girlfriend of mine. She's a super creative digital designer. That's the word designer. So yeah, she designs things on Etsy and her and I have partnered up to create content for nurses, super cute nursing mom content. And we're going to be having uh, uh, calendars come out for nurse practitioners. So hopefully when the time this airs, it'll be up on our Etsy shop and you can purchase it because one of the things you have to do as a a new mom and just as as a mom, 
mom and as a nurse practitioner and part-time, full-time, whatever it is, is stay organized. I don't know about you, Amanda, but I have a planner. I've had to have a planner since sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I've moved, I've moved almost 100% digital now, which I thought I would never do. Like, I can't believe it's been more than like, I, I don't have a actual physical planner this year. I think it's like the first year I don't, but yeah, I mean, yeah, all day, every day, especially, you know, when I was working more in, in clinic, it was just, you know, had to take the book everywhere. Yes, exactly. No, that's exactly where I've been. So yeah, we decided to go ahead and just build a digital planner. That's really, um, kind of specialized to that niche. And so, yeah, that'll be out in our Etsy shop and you can purchase it and just little cutesy things that you're like, oh, that's cute. Like emergency phone numbers and like little things that we've put together to kind of, yeah, we've, we've been building this. So we're hoping that that'll launch out and that again, can kind of reach that, that uh, group of people that are kind of like overseen and they don't really get a lot of stuff tailored to them. So we're decided to make stuff. So yeah. That's so fun. I love yeah. that. I can't wait. We'll get, we'll make sure we get the link so that we can have it in the show notes here when the episode, yeah, um, when the episode airs. That's really cool. That's, that's yeah, so that'll fun. be neat. So yeah, that's kind of how we've, what, what I've been developing is just podcasts, podcast guest and sponsorships and then just creating more things with more nurses and nursing companies, hopefully. I love it. To roll out more stuff. I love it. So would you say, you know, that your professional goals overall, like how have they evolved if if they have at all since you've listened to the calling and, you know, gone into the podcasting world? Um, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Entrepreneurship has basically turned me into a person that's that used to see uh, problems and now I see solutions. Mm. So I used to go from someone that was like, oh, this is going to be a problem to now like, okay, how do we turn this into something that is an opportunity? I've had to really work on my mindset and it's been the most limiting part of growth, right? It's just how much do I see things as problems versus solutions and growing yeah, that abundance mindset, right? So I think a lot of what I, I think over time that I've I've done is I've been thinking, oh, there's a scarcity mindset. There's there's not any opportunities. You know, I I just thought like I was very limited. And again, through that that little quiet time, that quiet space that I did for a period of time, I began to just dive into books. Dale Carnegie, Stephen Covey, Brian Tracy, all these great minds and great thinkers. And I just spent a lot of time learning how do you create what you want in life and how do you find that calling for your life? And what does that look like? Because I believe we all have a calling. And there's no, never going to be another you. There's never going to be another Amanda that is able to do resumes quite like you. And that's for each of us. We each have that calling on our life. And so that's been the thing that I've been trying to cultivate more and more uh, personally for myself is Sandra, what is it that you were meant to do? Because I don't want to leave this earth until I've been able to do those things. And I've been able to really step into those areas and go, I did that and I did that well. And that was something that I was meant to do. And that might change, you know, as you move on through your career, but it was just that awareness. I want to be more aware. And so that's the personal growth I really want for myself over this time period. And again, like this has got nothing to do with my eye color, my hair color, my race. This is just something that as you step into this space, you begin to realize that I get to determine how high I go. 
I don't have to worry that this job won't give me this opportunity. Sandra, you go find that opportunity because they're everywhere. And again, taking away that scarcity mindset of, oh, because I'm part-time, I'm not worth much. No, like I actually you know, have space to go create. Thank you. I've got, I've got more ability to do the things that I feel called to do. So this was actually not a problem. This was an op- this was an opportunity for me to go on to to the things that I feel called to do. So just creating that mindset has been probably the biggest goal and the biggest area that I really have been working on, and I really want to see more growth in, um, as well as growing these other opportunities. I love that so much. I I really agree with you that the mindset piece. I mean, for me, I feel like the mindset can be the kind of the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity in this whole, you know, entrepreneurship world. I'm not sure if you would feel the same, but like I, it's almost the, the power and responsibility of being in control and being in the driver's seat is like a mindset mess in and of itself, right? Like that can be such a hurdle to overcome and, and, you know, not feel like you're putting so much pressure on yourself when you say, okay, I I'm in charge of this, the success of this opportunity. Like it's the biggest opportunity, but can also be the biggest hurdle. I don't know if that resonates with you at all. I'd love to hear what you feel like your biggest challenge has been. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I wrote. I mean, I just wrote, it's been my mindset, right? So just as much as it's been, you know, being able to change and see problems, to solutions, to see problems as opportunities. It's been the mindset of, you know, constantly bathing my mind and not getting defeated or Mm -hmm. feeling like I can't do it or just that I don't belong or I don't have it. I'm going to run out of things to create. Again, that scarcity. I'm going to run out of things to create. I'm going to run out of, you know, there's not enough. I'm going to think of this and something else won't come up. And you just have to, again, just truly go through and constantly remind myself that, you know, for so many nurse practitioners like Sarah Michelle, Latrina Walden, all these tax deed wolf, all these nurse practitioners, nurses and nurse practitioners that have just been able to find a niche, find something that they love and pursue it. It does inspire you to just go like, no, I need to change my mindset. Like they have this mindset, they see these things and not that they don't struggle with the things that we're all struggling with, but they just choose to constantly renew their mind, to constantly capture those negative thoughts and replace them with positive things. And that's been one of the things that, again, like I just focus in on whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is excellent, think about these things. And if the God of the universe tells me that I'm supposed to be thinking on things that are positive and uplifting, and I need to capture my thoughts, and I need to make sure that the things that are going through my mind are in line with the kind of life that I want, then that is a daily, daily thing. <laughs> you don't bathe one time and expect to be clean for the week. You bathe every day. It's <laughs> so- a great analogy. <laughs> I've got to just do that work every day. And that's the challenging part is the voices and the things that we have to fight inside of our minds. Yeah, for sure. Powerful stuff. (laughs) We are kind of nearing the end of our time together. Before I have you share, you know, about where people can find you, connect with you, listen to you. I'd love to know, like, do you have any big dreams, big goals that you want to speak out into the universe? I think that I have started asking this question because 
you know, I think that when we say things out loud and when we write things down, they're so much more likely to happen, you know? So this is your opportunity to say out loud any big, big goals or dreams for yourself. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that whole theory of just speaking because I know that words have power. And once you say them out loud and you put them out there, it's like, all right, let's see if you know if you heard about the law of attraction, like those things begin to come to you, right? Mm-hmm. So positive and negative. So if I could have big dreams or goals, you know, when you set them, they say they should be really scary. Like if you have a scare, like if you've set a goal, like set it to be kind of scary, where you're like, oh my gosh, like that's kind of <laughs> nuts. So I felt like when I had when I looked at this question and I was thinking about it, I was like, all right. So my big scary dream goal for my career would be to help nurses so that they felt so informed and empowered that when they were working and that they were working jobs that they loved, that they would be savvy enough financially and have an understanding of how to build wealth so that none of us would retire burned out with broken backs or financially destitute. That's my number one goal for nurses. And that's what I've been wanting for the podcast. And that's why I pump out all this free information because I'm just like, I want you to hear what you can do and never settle. Don't settle. Don't let, don't, don't settle on, you know, oh, I can't ever have that. Or no one's doing with that or, or I'm crazy. No, like listen to these nurses that are going for it. They're just doing the things that bring them joy and how you can marry your nursing skills with, because your nursing skills take you into so many, they have, they're so applicable to so many areas of life where you could intersect that with a passion and grow something that you actually truly are passionate about. And if that is your job at the institution, fabulous, do that. But if it's also making t-shirts, because I have a nurse come on and she loves to make NICU t-shirts and different little, you know, screen designs. That's what she loves to do. And she's like, it's giving me such freedom. I still work in the hospital as a NICU nurse. I love it. I don't have to work as much. And so she doesn't get burnt out because she just works what she needs to. And she lets her other thing that she enjoys doing supplement. And so that's kind of what I want. I want to see that for more nurses because I hate seeing nurses that are just tired and burned out. And so I just wanted to create this crazy goal of like, what if none of us were there? What if, you know, we all felt this way about our careers? Cause I think we have truly incredible careers. And yeah, I think that's kind of the, the, the crux of it, it kind of sounds like a world peace statement. Like I just want world peace, but that's kind of, <laughs> kind of no, kind I of love it. I, <laughs> I co-sign, I co-sign that goal. 100%, 100%. I think, yeah, you're, you're on the right track and it's such a joy to know you and speak to you. Tell the good listeners where they can connect with you, learn from you, hear from you. Okay. So I am on Instagram most actively. I'm on Facebook and TikTok. I'm not as active on those channels just because it just gets to be, I mean, I think you just recently went through a social media break. I, think, I sure did. I remember. Yes. So um, <laughs> super inspiring actually to see you do that because it it does make you kind of go like, man, there's just so much, you know, to do on all these different platforms, especially if you're a solopreneur like me without a team. So you really have to, you know, crank. So yeah, I'm on those platforms, of course, and you can find me on my website. Um, you can email me. So my website is drnursepodcast.com and you can email me at drnursepodcast at gmail.com. If you have like, hey, Sandra, I really want to hear from a a nurse that's a circus clown or something crazy. And I'll see if I can find a nurse maybe doing something like that. I'm sending Um, you that email later today. (laughs) I really want to find a nurse who's also a circus clown. (laughs) 
That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so things like that, if that you're interested in and check out the podcast anywhere you get your stream podcast because I'm there. And yeah, the only thing I also wanted to say was, you know, going back to that goals question that you brought up, I just, I just thought about this and I was thinking like, just to be more present in my life and not be so distracted is something that just keeps coming back up because I think that is, again, going back to that social media break that you took and just how much is pulling at us. That's just another one of those world peace goals that I have of just Sandra, just being in the moment, living in that moment with your son, your husband, whatever it is that you're doing, just being super present. There's probably my two, the two lofty goals that I had, but I wanted to put that in there because I was thinking about just, again, all the social media work that you do and all this stuff, just pulling, pulling, pulling. And so Again, my goal is just to be super present and just, hey, I'm here right now. Let me just tune into what's going on. And yeah, I don't know. That's kind of something else I wanted to add. Sorry. Yeah. I, just put that I, love, on the I love that for you. <laughs> I love that journey for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I'm been- everywhere. It has been such a joy. I will make sure that all those links are in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this episode, you can tap over to the show notes, tap over to the Dr. Nurse podcast. You can actually do that before you click away because you're in your podcast player right now. And Sandra is a wonderful, wonderful voice to hear in your ears every week. So thank you so much, my friend. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Amanda. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you have found today's episode helpful and you would like to support the Nurse Becoming podcast, I invite you to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash nursebecoming. I appreciate your support. This helps me create more content for you to enjoy and benefit from in the future. Also, would you consider giving me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already? It will truly help other nurses find the show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I can't wait to connect with you soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.